Good morning, friends. Welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church. Uh, my name is Uyan Kim, one of the pastors here. We're so grateful that we can gather here in person, as well as those of us joining us online. Wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing, you're here with us. So grateful. Please let us know who you are, especially your first-time visitor or relatively new worshiping at Myers Park UMC. Let us know who you are so we can give more information of our ministries and connect with you and pray with you. There's the physical hospitality pass at the end of your pews, at the back of your bulletin. There's a QR code you can use with your cell phone. And for those of us online, there's a, a little link that you can click to let us know how we can be in community with you. I'm so grateful to be joined by my friend and colleague, Pastor Taylor. What else is happening today? Good morning. It's so good to be with you all. Today we are honoring Senior Sunday, which is personally one of my favorite Sundays, so I'm really grateful to be here and to be in worship with you all. Um, as you're passing those hospitality pads, you'll notice that we have added these little cards that say, this card represents my offering to our church. Uh, this is something we're gonna introduce into worship during the offering. If you are someone who mails in your check or gives online, we want you to grab one of these and place this in the offering plate so that we can all be a part of that moment in worship together. So let us continue on in worship and, and enjoy this celebratory day.
let us continue to raise our voices together as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. seated. Let us join each other in the prayer of confession as we confess our sins in the safety of community. Gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, the pain that makes us hide from you, from ourselves, and from those we love most. Free us from our confusion, heal us from our wounds, resurrect us from our shame, Raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The gospel reading is John chapter 14, beginning with the 15th verse. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live. You will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. The New Testament reading is 1 Peter 
chapter 3, beginning with the 13th verse. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is right? But even if you do suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts reverence Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence, and keep your conscience clear, so that when you are abused, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing right, if, if that should be God's will, than for doing wrong. For Christ also died for the sins once for all, the righteous, the righteous for the unrighteous, and he might bring us to God, put, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and preached the spirits in prison, who formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Sam. His voice is way deeper than mine. You notice that? <laughs> what a great preaching voice you got there, Sam. First Peter continues on the theme of addressing ancient Christians undergoing turmoil and suffering. Uh, the present days seem gloomy and Future days do not seem very certain for these folks. So First Peter, once again, invites the readers to remain faithful and steadfast. This passage speaks to a particular kind of identity for a particular type of people who call themselves Christians. And First Peter invites the very readers, the, the early ancient Christians, to live just lives, to live just lives in face of adversity, that the man in which we live is the best witness and defense for those who wishes our demise. To use a modern vernacular, it goes something like this. Uh, for the haters, the best way to give witness to the haters is to live a life of integrity. Live a life of integrity as a witness. With that in mind, there's a call for obedience. Uh, obey. Uh, that's a word, obedience, that's not often liked uh, in the modern world. It's often somewhat associated with, um, I don't know, oppression even. It's a word that's uh, closely related to a lot of folks, restriction. But the Hebrew translation of obey literally translates as to listen closely, to listen acutely. First Peter's call for obedience is a call for Christians to listen closely to the callings from God, to listen to God as to provide confidence in the ways of God, especially when times are tough. Not only when things are good, but especially when things are, are bad. Likewise, in John chapter 14, uh, Jesus says, if you love me, if you love me what? Obey my commandments. Commandments. Another word that is often not associated with freedom uh, or goodness. But there is great freedom. There is great goodness in obedience to God's commandment. God's commandment reminds us of who we are, reminds us of the presence of God and the love of God in our lives. So here's an interesting example. <clears throat> Pastor Nathan is one of our uh, uh, clergies here. He's, uh, for those of you who know him, he's a shorts-wearing kind of guy. 
wears shorts. He looks good in shorts. He wears it all the time. Uh, if I had to kind of classify myself, I'm more of a sweatpants kind of guy. I like to wear that every day, all day, if I had a choice. And I don't mean like those stylish sweatpants you see people wear. I like to wear the $5 gray Walmart kind of sweatpants, which is what I wore a lot in high school. As I was going off to college, my father, among many other things, pulled me aside and say, he said, Uyan, uh, as you go off to college, dress in such a way that will demonstrate respect and care toward others. And if you can, wear a necktie every now and then. You know? I'm not wearing one today because it's not Father's Day, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> that will be. <clears throat> but here's the point. You know that every time I dress, other than the advice from my wife, of course, I think about my dad. Every time I uh, tie a tie, that discipline of tying a tie, it draws me closer to my father. It reminds me of my dad's love for me and his presence in my life, though he is halfway across the globe. Yeah. God's commandments, it's a reminder to us of God's love for us and our love of God. Then in verse 14 of 1 Peter passage today, uh, the author correlates blessedness of suffering. Those seems to be contradictory, yes? Blessedness and suffering. Uh, we have our graduates here today. We're really proud of you. So here's a cool thing. I hope you feel loved today and care for uh, but if you're like me and many of us here who are a bit older than you, as you grow in age, you will come to realize all the more how much you are really loved by your family, by your parents, by our church, by our youth team. Uh, we really care for you, love you, and we're so very proud of you. In the upcoming weeks or so, I imagine you'll have various commencement speeches. And in it, uh, the speakers will talk of goals and accomplishments. Of, of happiness, how you are the present now and future for tomorrow, that you are bound by nothing, you can accomplish anything. You'll hear this over and over again, and uh, perhaps that's true. I, I like to think that that's very, very true, and we're so excited for all of you. Uh, but in life, as we've just heard it read, uh, but in life there's also suffering. Suffering is unavoidable and inevitable. And there's mystery to suffering in life, isn't there? It's not so much that God zaps suffering upon any of us. If we should live life, suffering finds us, and none of us suffer in equal measure. Some suffer more than others. All of us wish, including myself, that we possess a systematic response to why sufferings occur the way they do, but they do, and we don't know. So with the universality of suffering, 1 Peter informs the readers who are themselves suffering, once again, says something very cryptic, that there is, there can be blessedness in suffering, that even in pain, one can discover and be presented with joy. What does that mean? How can that be? I've encountered this and witnessed this with multiple different people at different times in my life, but as it is today, Mother's Day, let me use my mother as an example, and I hope many of you can relate to this as well. My mother suffered throughout her life for all different reasons. She grew up in a very difficult and tough environment. She had to overcome so much in her life. And later on in life, she also suffered for her two sons, my brother, myself, and her husband. I actually think my dad probably was the maybe the main culprit of her suffering, bless his heart. <clears throat> Hopefully he won't watch this sermon. <laughs> she suffered. She suffered for us and because of us. And I witnessed even at an early age that as she was making specific decisions that would maybe cause more suffering for her, but that would lead to ultimately a life renewed a different type of life for her sons. I saw glimmers of hope in her eyes. I saw the type of joy that she inhabited even in the midst of suffering. Why? Because she knew that her suffering would not be 
in vain, that it is for something wider and greater than herself. And if she had to make all those decisions all over again, however many years later, do you think she would do it again? Absolutely. Without a hint of hesitation, there can be blessedness and joy in suffering. She did so for her God, and she did so for all those whom she loved the most. Victor Hugo writes that it is in suffering that human beings become angels. I think there's some truth in that. When we begin to widen our spiritual lens, our emotional lens, our physical lens, when we start to see ourselves beyond ourselves, that we are connected to a much greater whole, that our stories connect to a much wider stories of God, while suffering alone can cause a whole lot of doubt and despair and fear and self-pity, when we are able to align our suffering with the greater stories of God, stories of the church, stories of each other, uh, we grow in divinity. We discover new hope. We recognize the witnesses of God, the good news of God through our lives. That's the good news. That's the good news. And to know that Christ also suffered. Christ suffered for God's people, for you and me, for us, so that our suffering can be like that of Christ. Suffering that has hope renewed. Suffering that leads to healing and redemption. Suffering that can even lead to ultimate transformation of lives. And for this we give thanks. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, I invite you into a time of prayer now with me and my friend Sadie Scott. We praise you this morning for an overwhelming love that has brought us all together. We praise you for the peace, forgiveness, hope, and unending grace that gets us through each day. On this Mother's Day Sunday, we praise you for the moms and maternal influences in our lives who have guided and cared for us selflessly. May they feel your loving touch and our appreciation today and always. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We thank you for the high school seniors and their families. Surround them with your love during this transitional time and remind them all that they are never alone. You are with them and their church is here loving them every step of this change. We just heard how Christian discipleship is about gaining a new perspective. We pray this for the seniors. You are the God of new, new environments, new challenges, new hope. Thank you, God for the new doors you will open for these seniors. Lord, in your mercy. God, as a senior, our prayers are for this special time, but are true for everyone here. We pray for guidance, that we may find success not in what the world says is successful, but in what you have just hoped for our lives. May we not only hear a calling, but also be able to discern and act on it. Give us boldness to live fully in our faith in college and beyond. Lord, in your mercy. Healing God, our hearts are heavy this morning for our extended family that are suffering around the world. We pray for the war in Ukraine. We pray for the chaos at our southern border. And we lift up those from our community who are going through difficult times and grieving earthly loss. Let us all pray silently now for others in our life who need your healing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Redeeming God, Easter morning didn't just happen. It is happening now and every Sunday morning. Give us the courage to live completely in your grace, trusting in your resurrection and drawing strength from faith, hope, and love that you provide. So as your children who long for your goodness, 
We pray with confidence the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. On behalf of the senior class and our youth team and many others here on staff, we just want to say thank you for your generosity. Uh, it is through your generous gifts uh, that has shown your love for this class from birth until now they go through this incredible transitional time. Let us continue acts of generosity now as we invite the ushers to come up.
Lord, we give these gifts to you joyfully with hope for a future that is yours in our joyful obedience. Lord's name we pray. Amen. Today we take time to honor our high school seniors, many of whom have been a part of Myers Park United Methodist Church since preschool and even their baptism. We honor them not for achievement, but because they belong to God and the church. Today we give them our blessing and our promise to be here as they face the changes and challenges in the coming years. We also honor their parents who have kept their promise to keep their child under the ministry and guidance of the church a promise that they made at their baptism. So we invite these seniors and their parents to the altar now. Mary Michael Boyle, Sam Carter, Jack Cole, Denzel Cox, Miles Harb, Kate Herring, Dean Lowry, Virginia Ogburn, Sadie Scott, Jonathan Starling, There was a time when your parents held you in a blanket to keep you safe and warm. Soon you'll be moving into the next step of your journey, away from the comforts of your home and this church. As your journey takes you away from this place, may the blanket that your parents are wrapping you in be a reminder of their unconditional love for you. May it also be a reminder of your time with Myers Park United Methodist Church. Seniors, please turn to your parents as they offer a blessing for you. Parents, please wrap the blanket around your child's shoulders and settle in for an emotional time. <laughs> Parents, please repeat after me. We thank you, God, for the special gift. Our child continues to be in our lives. Where you go, our love goes with you. Whatever you do, you will remain in our hearts. As we wrap you in the blanket, know that you are held now by God's family. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, seniors, it's your turn. Look deep into your parents' eyes <laughs> and repeat after me. You have given of your heart and your home. You have loved and cared for me, even when it was difficult. I thank God for the sacrifice you made to give me life. I honor you for your courage, for your patience and wisdom, and your undying love. Where I go, your love and example will lead me. Whatever I do, you will remain in my heart. I thank God for blessing my life with you. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Congregation, here's your turn. And as the people of God, I invite you to please join me in offering our blessing for these seniors and others who are with us in spirit as printed in the bulletin. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these graduates with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their faith journey. We will pray for them 
that they may be disciples who walk in the way that leads to Christ. Seniors, we honor you as you continue your journey, and we celebrate the new beginnings that lay before you. Uh, there's some other special people in the room for this particular class that we want to introduce and have them stand up. Catherine and Matt Daniels, if you will please stand up. Catherine and Matt have been, yes. Oh, oh, but wait till you hear this. You're probably gonna wanna applaud again. Catherine and Matt has been this entire group's, every senior you see up here, their small group leader for four years. Every Tuesday night, I think, every Tuesday night through the school year for four years, they've opened their home to welcome these seniors in, to pray, to cry, to read scripture together, to grow in their faith. They've taken them on late trips. They've gone way above and beyond. They've gone on retreats and mission trips. Daniels, we love you. We'll celebrate you at the banquet a little bit later, but we want to honor you today also. Thank you. We invite the congregation to greet and congratulate this group of seniors following the service. and friends, as we go forth from this place, as we continue our journey, may we continue to live into the stories of God and grow in obedience of our Savior, Jesus Christ. May the grace of our Father, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>